one special Central Victorian. This is a man that went to the Vietnam War and has lots of stories to tell me, and I think we should get it started. His name's Paul Penno, and Paul, thanks for joining us. Tell us your story, please. Well, um, my background is um, I'm a traditional fourth-generation Eagle Hawk person, conscripted into the Army in 1966, and had a tour of duty in Vietnam in uh, 67, 68, uh, with the task force unit at Nui Dat. Uh, on return, I became uh, involved in, very involved in community in all aspects, uh, with, uh, within welfare, health, sport, community, uh, veterans affairs. And in particular, I spent the last uh, 15 years have been uh, very committed I'm currently the president of the uh, Vietnam Veterans Subbranch here in Bendigo and um, a life member of the RSL. And I was delighted a couple of years ago I got awarded the Order of Australia medal. So I'm quite sort of getting passionate about the welfare of veterans and in particular the Vietnam Veteran Group. Uh, they have a, a very special need to be acknowledged. The um, my background was I was a rigid psychiatric nurse for 35 years and I managed the community mental health program for this region and picked up on that theme of post-traumatic stress, stress. disorder as a, uh, a diagnostic category that was only identified in 1980 as a result of the efforts of the Vietnam veteran community in the US initially but certainly picked up upon here in Australia. And I think what was really sad to look at that was the manner in which when veterans go to war in our society, on return, they are treated with joy, respect, dignity and welcoming. Tragically, for the Vietnam veteran, we were welcomed home, in my case, to moratoriums of 100,000 people protesting against the war. And basically, most of us just went to ground. It really wasn't until um, October the 2nd, 1987, not surprising I remember the date, because it was a welcome home parade in Sydney for the Vietnam veterans. And uh, I went with a busload of 45 blokes here from Bendigo. We had no idea what to expect, you know. We thought, will we be abused, humiliated, spat on or whatever, uh, or even worse, ignored? Um, but... As it turned out, when we formed up in the Domain Park, there were 25,000 Vietnam veterans. And uh, I get emotional when I speak about it because it still overwhelms me. When we walked into the main street of Sydney, there's estimated 110,000 people. And uh, I, I couldn't hold back the emotion. And I was a bit embarrassed and I looked around and everyone was in tears. Yeah, you know? never <laughs> so, been embarrassed. Yeah, and I think it was a, it was a critical turning mm -hmm. point uh, in terms of people saying, well, we've been recognised, there's some acknowledgement, you know. I, thought, I actually understood that quite well because traditionally I was involved in the left side of politics and um, but with a, a Catholic upbringing, 
I had no warm, fuzzy feelings about commos, mm. and it sat quite comfortably with me to go to Vietnam as a conscripted mm. soldier. And the aftermath didn't really surprise me. It was supported with two federal elections in 66 and 69. We would send conscripted soldiers to war. And it did surprise me that it changed so quickly and so bitterly. I mean, even the likes of the RSL were really dismissive of Vietnam veterans with, that's oh, not a war, mm. you know. Well, 520 people were killed and 2,500 wounded and tens of thousands come home really mucked up in their heads, mm. you know. So it's a uh, situation that's been resolved, I think, in our in our minds and in the community acceptance, are really sort of appreciative of the acknowledgement. And Paul, what about conscription? You spoke about it before. How did you go with it? Because a lot of people had a lot of dramas with it back in the 60s with Vietnam. Well, initially when it was sort of acknowledged, you had to register at 19. And uh, my immediate thought was, oh, I'll register. I was a skinny little bloke. I was only about eight stone. I thought there's <laughs> tens of thousands ahead of me. Anyway, uh, as it turned out, uh, my um, birth date came out of the conscription marble barrel called we were Menzies Marbles. So I was in and uh, went to Puckapunyal. And um, I think being a, a male person, the eldest of five boys... Well, this is a new adventure. This will be interesting. I hadn't been out of Eagle Hawk. I'd been to Melbourne oh. once in my life. Oh. You know, and that wasn't uncommon. And what year was this, sorry? This 1966. 66. Now, a lot of guys hadn't been to their capital cities. Yeah. You know, and there were a lot of farm boys and rural boys oh. in it, you know. And when they took, uh, I believe, out of the t- every 20, they assessed uh, 16 failed. And I wondered really what was the criteria. <laughs> there was the obvious thing with the football heroes and they got posted to St Kilda Barracks and sit in Victoria Barracks in Sydney and flown home every weekend for footy and stuff. But I didn't have an issue with that because I actually thought, oh, we can't lose these boys. (laughs) The understanding of how people behave in some respects was disappointing. But uh, from my perspective, the little unit I was with, who who were close, were good mates, we had lots of laughs and we had a couple of terrifying moments Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's what it's all about actually it's largely they describe protracted periods of boredom punctuated by moments of terror it Mm. was a motivating force to get into a caring profession Mm. and uh, to then get into psychiatric nursing and get into a senior clinical role which was an absolute privilege and I coordinated a mental health clinic here in Bendigo for about 12 years and set up regional things around Victoria, Echuca, Meribara, Castlemaine, Coyne, oh. Echuca. But my area of focus in, in mental health nursing was the issue of trauma and oh. people's stories and the way in which you know, psychiatry as a medical model dismisses the story and the impact of the story. They want to medicalise it yes. and treat it simply, but there's no simple treatment for trauma. It's a protracted period of, of mateship. It's mateship and bonding. Uh, and I actually had mainly in my caseload were young men and, and adolescent boys that came from disrupted families and had backgrounds of violence and rejection. In some respects, I think I was turned what people in the profession on the medical side referred to as a trauma junkie. And if those feelings are not explored, and just suppressed with medicine and you'll be all right, mate, then that's just a disaster. 
Well, thanks very much, Paul Penno. One special Central Victorian. Your story is a great one for history, in fact, right around the region and people get an idea of what happened with you during Vietnam War and afterwards as well. So thanks again. My privilege to be interviewed. Thank you. One special Central Victorian put together by myself, Brian Coughlin, our special guest, Paul Penno, and producer Mandy Burrell-Grinton.